Today's video is brought to you by StoryboardThat.com. Please visit TeacherCast.net slash StoryboardThat for a limited time offer. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 65th episode of the Tech Educator Podcast. My name is Jeff Bradbury, and thank you so much for joining us today. We have a great show. Tonight, we're talking all about Chrome extensions and some of the neat things that you can do to enhance your Google experience. We are here each and every Sunday night live at 7 o'clock on TeacherCast.tv. We love it when we have a great live audience, just like the one we have here tonight. There's, of course, many chances to to participate in the show and even suggest some of our topics. A topic like this certainly came in through our voicemail, which you can reach us at teachercast.net slash voicemail. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at TeacherCast. Leave us some feedback at feedback at teachercast.net. And, of course, subscribe to this show and all the other great ones at teachercast.net slash iTunes and teachercast.net slash YouTube. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Many of our guests tonight have participated recently on the Google Summit uh, pre- presented by Q, and uh, we're going to talk all about the great summit that happened this weekend, talk about our different sessions, talk about some Chrome extensions. But first, I want to share with you guys our brand new Tech Educator Podcast website over at techeducatorpodcast.com. We have 64 at this point and counting amazing webinars, episodes, screencasts, you name it. You can, of course, subscribe to all of our stuff. Check out the brand new site live here. TeacherCast just got completely updated. We have, of course, amazing online courses here at TeacherCast University. You can check out our educational blog. You can see all of our online workshops. And, of course, follow along with some of the great stuff that's happening over at TeacherCast.net. Thank you so much for being here live today at TeacherCast.tv. We have a full show tonight talking all about Chrome extensions. I want to bring on my buddy from California, Mr. Sam Patterson. Sam, how are you tonight, man? Jeff, weather's wonderful out here. Went for a nice bike ride earlier today. I'm almost up to level four on Ingress. I can't complain about anything. And... uh, (laughs) How was your weekend? We, we did a little podcast together on online education on Friday that has already been up. It was TeacherCast podcast number 108. Did, did you think about any of these online opportunities? Is there a place for online learning for high school students? Well, you know, I think that the world of online education just keeps evolving. I'm actually in the midst of getting uh, a certification for online ed, so I've been looking at it much more closely And, you know, I'm really heartened by the quickly developing tools for building community in an online classroom and for really managing, tracking, and supporting uh, students connecting with each other in an online environment. What does it take to be certified in online education? Well, I'm going through the LEC online certification program, and that involves doing a lot of reading, writing a bunch of blog posts, doing a bunch of planning, and thinking kind of critically and reflectively about the roles that an online instructor has to take and how 
essentially you're going to manage to do all of those things inside of your already busy life. And speaking of already busy life, I want to bring on two people that just got back from Google Certified Teacher Training and also had a great time today at the conference. I want to bring on David Saunders. David, how are you today? I'm going to unmute myself. I'm doing really well. I had my session today for the Learning Revolution GIE Summit. It's a beautiful day here in Connecticut, and things are going really well. So I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about your session today. Uh, my session was on geo tools in the classroom. It was called Kicking Maps and Taking Names, and it was uh, sort of the result of having gone through Google Teacher Academy, but also the Geo Teacher Institute uh, in Pittsburgh this summer. Nice. That sounds like a really good topic just to do on our, on our full show. Oh, yeah. I'd be up for that if you were willing. Nice. Thank you for joining us today. I want to bring on a new guest tonight from the great state of New Jersey, Miss Samantha Mora. <laughs> Samantha, how are you, dear? I'm good. How are you? Good. It's good to see another representant here from, from Jersey. Um, NJ Ed Proud, tell us a little bit about yourself, dear. Um, I've been a New Jersey educator for the past 20 years. I've done everything from kindergarten, first and second grade, uh, to being a technology coordinator for elementary and middle, as well as being an administrator. So I've pretty much worn every hat uh, you possibly can. <laughs> and you also had, uh, you were busy this week with the conference, weren't you? I sure was. I did uh, three different presentations um, uh, for uh, for the Google Online Summit. So, uh, yeah, I've just been talking all weekend. Nice, <laughs> which is not unusual. And and I got to say, you know, why why is Samantha here? Because she did an amazing presentation on Chrome extensions, and we actually had one of the the the, the organizers from the conference email me today, and and she says, I know you're doing Chrome extensions. Samantha's doing an amazing presentation. You've got to get her on the show. And here she is. Very nice. So thank you for coming on. Also want to bring on Josh. Josh, how are you tonight? Doing great, Jeff. Doing great. And uh, what is new in your neck of the woods? And uh, did you have a chance to work or see the conference today? Uh, I saw one of the sessions today. Um, I saw the one by Chris Avilas on gamification and the amazing things he's doing. Um, I saw a lot more yesterday and actually presented yesterday. Uh, my session was designing personalized learning. Today I decided I was going to watch the Patriots game, um, kind of regretting that decision. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this blog post the other day about the gamification of Thrones, and it turns out it has nothing to do with iPads and bathrooms. Waka, how are you today? Jeff, I, there we go. I'm doing great, Jeff. That was my favorite Waka introduction ever. You were muted. Yeah, that, about that. Anyway... You're, you're doing Chrome extensions, and I've been working hard because sometimes I think you don't take me seriously. And I want you to know I can totally pull my weight on this show, Jeff. Here, here, hold on. Now, I couldn't find a Chrome one, but I've got this extension. If it's not long enough, I could get like a 25-footer. I've got, I've got another one back there somewhere. Josh, let me ask you, what is a Chrome <laughs> extension and... How do they work? All right. Well, first of all, uh, they don't plug into a wall. They are actually plugins for your Chrome browser. So hopefully most of you are taking advantage of using Google Chrome as your browser of choice. If not, I would highly suggest it. Um, and basically, it just adds a little extra feature here and there to your Chrome browsing experience. You don't usually have to even leave whatever page you're working on. Sometimes it interacts with that very page. And if you have any added, you can find them up at the top right 
I'll screen share real quick here. Up at the top right of your screen, can we see that? Yep. You see my list? Maybe. Yep. Yes. All right. So I, you know, there's a few that I use pretty regularly. There's some I use every once in a while. Uh, but this is where you'll find them. And if you want more of these, and let's say you don't have any extensions and you're looking to get started tonight or in the future, uh, you can click on the, I call it the try bar in the top right. It's a place to get to your settings. And then I usually go down to the tools section and go to extensions from there. Um, basically, I'm just trying to get to the Chrome Web Store. and I know there's some faster ways to get there, but this is usually the direction that I go because it puts you right in the extens extensions search category. Now, are all these extensions free? I believe most of them are. I haven't run into any extensions that aren't free. Um, those would be more. There are some apps, I believe, that you have to pay for, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that most of the extensions to install them are free. Nice. And it seems like this is just a great place. You're calling you know, the Chrome Web Store. Anything here that you want to enhance your Chrome experience, you can find it here. And I'm seeing, you know, obviously you can see eBay, you saw Evernote, you see Pocket. And these are apps that you can either buy standalone or it looks like, you know, you can easily embed. You, are you embedding them into the Chrome browser? Are you installing them into? How does that work? And is it, is it in your browser or is it on your Google accounts? Do I have to install the Chrome browser? Do I have to install the Chrome extension on all of the computers I'm using? That is a great question. You actually don't. If you're taking advantage of Chrome Sync, you do not have to install these on each browser. When you install them on one, they're installed on every one you're connected to. Uh, so, like, I'm signed into my email, and when I sign in, I get a chance to choose what I want to sync. So, anywhere else I sign into Chrome, I can sync certain things, and so these extensions go everywhere that I go, that I log into Chrome with. Why so, would you want to not have that checked off? I, I, unless you want a different experience certain places, but if that's the case, like let's say I have a school email and this email, I just added, I have a new user. So you can actually add multiple users, and when you, when you open up something with another user, it actually has a completely new window and that self-contains those settings to that email. So it's really nice to stay organized between things you might use personally and you might use in the classroom. You know, Sam, that's a really, really neat idea there. So potentially you could have a class with a Chrome browser and if you wanted to share, if you wanted to create a, an environment with a bunch of different Chrome extensions, am I thinking right that you could actually then release a version of that to all of your students so they all have those same Chrome extensions? How would that work? I mean, if you had like a class sign-in for Chrome, you mean? Well, Josh was just saying that you can add extra email addresses. Is, is that right there? And so if you can, can you just put your whole class, if they're all Google apps, can, can you just add all of your classes on there? So that way those e those kids with those email addresses can all have access to the Evernote Chrome extension without having to teach them how to install that? Uh, that is a great question. I believe on the admin side, on the admin panel, I'm not a, an apps administrator from my school, you might be able to set some of those things up, uh, but those users are actually each distinct users. So when, if you add a new user, mm -hmm. they get a completely blank experience that's tied to that email. Got it. Okay. That makes sense.
Now, Samantha, you're using Chrome extensions too. Um, how are you setting up your Chrome extensions? Is it is it similar or different? Um, it's it's pretty similar. I mean, obviously, you can peruse the Chrome store. You just you know have to keep in mind that you know I always say apps get all the love, and you know extensions are kind of um, you know second fiddle. Um, so you just want to make sure that you know you have good control over your extensions um, by going to your extensions manager, like he showed, where you can enable or disable them. But there's actually two steps: you install them, and then you decide whether or not to enable or disable them. And that's, you know, if you get sick of them or if you have too many, like I have way too many right now. <laughs> so um, you want to have some control. Otherwise, you know, it's just another pile of stuff. And it is very easy to get overwhelmed with all of the extra <laughs> stuff that you can put in here. A couple weeks ago, we did a show on Google add-ons where we had like we Video came on, Kaizena came on. Is, is a Google add-on the same thing as a Chrome extension? Are they similar? They they can be. I mean, they certainly make both. Um, but add-ons are very specific to Google Docs, and they are functioning within Google Docs only. Okay. So add-ons are not extensions. Really take over the entire Chrome experience. So no matter what you're in, as long as you're in that Chrome browser, no matter what website you're on, you will have certain functions um, that you can do because of that extension. And, and it's just amazing how they blossom. So. And does that blossoming cross between the desktop and the mobile experience for those who use the Chrome browser on their iPhones? Chrome extensions don't come through yet anyway to the Chrome app on the iPad. I don't know about the Droid experience. I haven't played with it recently. Uh, but last time I checked it hadn't, so the extensions don't. Excellent. Um, so what we're going to do today on the success of last week, which by the way, last week was a really, really hot show. I don't know if you guys saw this one or not, but because last week our salute to Google slides was so hot and had so many people watching it. Did you guys see what happened on Monday? No, what happened? They released the Google slides app for iPad. (laughs) They must've been watching our show. And Google said, lives, dude, this is, this is a yeah. hot topic. We have to push this app out right away. And so I want to say thank you so much out there for Google for watching our show out there. And so so thank you so much, Google, out there watching. Um, tomorrow, I understand they're having the Chrome extensions app come out for iPad. Just which is what I've heard. Um, hint, hint. Yes, hint, hint, uh, spoiler alert, something, something or other. want to say thank you to some of the great people we have watching. Of course, we hear live every single Sunday night at 7 o'clock. Um, Judy is online right now. Pete is here. Sam is here. Um, I know many people right now are out there, and, and they're like, what kinds of Chrome extensions are there? There's got to be thousands of them. So today we're going to be doing a little bit of a Chrome extension smackdown where we're just going to be going back and forth and showing you what our favorite ones are, demonstrating how they're used. And um, Josh, if, if there was one Chrome extension that you would want to lead off with here, what's your favorite Chrome extension? Oh, this is an easy one. I just started a new position as a tech training specialist, tech integrator. They give us all fancy names. We just run around and help people, uh, which is a lot of fun. But my favorite extension of late has to be the Snagit extension by the great people over at TechSmith. Uh, So I'm really excited to demo that real quick here. So uh, you should see my screen right now, correct? Yep. I want to make sure. All right. So I have that installed here. And 
with Snagit, when you install it, it actually asks you to install the app too, so they play together. And if we talk a little more about apps later, you'll find there's some differences between apps and extensions. Uh, but this one works in the browser. And it's a screencasting tool where you can do two different things. You can record, obviously, a video, or you can take screenshots, uh, which is really neat. But I'm going to show a feature that is a little hidden, but I think is a gem. And that's making an animated GIF. I'm going to go ahead and record my screen. I probably have to jump through, through some permissions here. And let's see here if it'll. And, you know, this is a really important one to lean off with, Josh, because so many times people ask, can I do screencasting from my Chromebook? And it appears that with this Google extension, the answer is now yes. Josh? Looks like we're having a little bit of technical stuff. Sam, how you doing over there? Yes. I'm doing pretty well. It seems like there's a lot of possibilities here if you have a, a screencasting app on a Chromebook because um, there's a lot of you know situations out there where students are looking to create those screencasts, either movies or pictures or what, what have you. And, oh, and, and, it's, and to I have mean, an extension the- like this, that's free. Because I'll tell you, right. the screencasting tools that I use, a couple hundred bucks. This is a free and- way for students to do it. And in the classroom, screencasting is a powerful way to have students capture the learning they're doing because as a teacher, we're always looking for those check-in points. And if your students can do a quick screen capture of what they're working on and share that with you, it allows you as the teacher to collect data on how they're doing, what they're doing, where they currently are in the process, and really get their sense of understanding. It also helps you if they're not in the same room with you. They can record a quick question and say, this right here is the part that I don't understand. Can you help me out? Mm-hmm. And it empowers you as the teacher to deliver the help they need. And, and that's an important step. I know recently when I'm like waiting on tech support and stuff, I instead of writing a whole paragraph, I'm just making a two- to three-minute video, mostly a screencast of, our, of TeacherCast, sending it to them with a link that says, here's my issue, can you help me? And that's exactly what we want our students to do. We want them to be able to do this. Josh, are you back here? I, I think I'm... Oh. Oh, almost? <laughs> well, Josh, well... I think he can't. Well, so, you know, it's, it's a good picture up. to freeze frame uh, on. Go ahead. It's often difficult to screen share about screencasting apps because they want to run the exact same resources that you're using yes. in the Hangout. Yes. So no. let's, let's switch over. Samantha, no. I'm sure you have some favorite apps, or maybe you wanted to add on to that. Yeah, I'm going to add on to that because I, too, I, I really can't say enough about screencasting, both for if you're using the flipped classroom model or if you're trying to do formative assessment with your students and really see um, how they're um, practicing or how they're learning something and perhaps where they're going wrong or um, steps that they're taking. So I actually, I, I did love Snack and I still like it, but I have a new one that I really like. So if you don't mind, I'll take a quick moment and share it with you. Sure. And I know that this one works. So let me uh, flip over to screen sharing. One second. And the one that I'm going to share is actually called Screencastify. Mm-hmm. So it looks like this. 
and Screencastify is a screen video recorder and it is literally, literally as easy as this. So first I'm going to go over to another window. Why don't I go to the, here's the, the Chrome Web Store and I'm going to screencast that. My extension happens to be over here. Yes, I have a million extensions open, I know. Um, but here is Screencastify and you'll see it comes up. Notice I have all these great choices. It can capture just the tab, the whole desktop, all of that, microphone on or off. It even has, are you ready for this, embed web webcam in the bottom right so they can see your face. Um, but I'm not going to turn that on because it messes things up a little bit when you're on a Google Hangout. But I'm going to start recording, so here we go. So this is the Google Web Store, at, sorry, the Chrome Web Store, and you can see all of these great apps. And I just press stop recording. It makes, oops, sorry, it's playing. There we go. Wait. Okay. And you can see how quickly it made that. And you can see I have the choice of saving it to my disk or taking it and immediately uploading it, I love this part, to YouTube or Google Drive. And I have my privacy settings here. So you have all of these fantastic abilities, and I think that screencast took me all of about two seconds to make. And all of your files are now saved onto your Google Drive, which is saving space. It's mm -hmm. not using any of your hard drive. For those who just got Chromebooks, it's, it's seamless. Yeah, it's absolutely seamless on the Chromebooks. And for me, that's just, I mean, I love my Chromebook anyway, um, but it's absolutely transformed uh, my ability to screencast on the Chromebook. Nice. What grade level, David, would you say some of these Chrome extensions, such as screencasting, is good for? I mean, are these things that fourth and fifth graders can do, would you say? Or is this something more to keep for the middle school on up because they're, you know, maybe they're more advanced? Yeah, no, we certainly use them in fourth and fifth grade. In fact, we use some of the, uh, some of these uh, extensions in even lower school, like third grade. Uh, primarily for assessments, like reading assessments, where a, a, a student will sit and do some oral reading and record their level of proficiency and comprehension at any given time throughout the year that the teacher can then uh, keep in their drive and refer back to for parent conferences and for differentiation and for support throughout the year. Um, and so we've seen third graders even uh, with their Chromebooks, you know, opening up Screencastify or opening up some other type of uh, uh, screencasting and, you know, either do a math uh, problem or some sort of uh, reading comprehension passage uh, for recording that. So I'm a little distracted. My dog is, like, right here <laughs> trying to eat the food that's left over from my dinner that's on the table here. So he's... It's okay. I know Sam has that same problem with the puppet. <laughs> Sam, let me ask you a question here. Like, it... Right now in my classroom, I have a situation where I want to do this big project. And, and you and I have talked about this project a little bit here. But right. my question is always comes up of how do you find the time, especially in the beginning of the year, to teach this technology skills? How do you – I'm asking you this because I know you do the elementary stuff. But how do you find the time to teach doing these screencasts? Is it easier to take a full day and say, all right, boys and girls, we're doing screencasting today? Or do you make a video and just say, hey, guys, watch the video? And does that matter by, based off of how, older, you know, how old the kid is? Well, I think no matter what, you're going to end up at the beginning of the school year doing more front-loading than you, than you want to. Um, but I've found that you know, if I have, say, 100 tools a kid needs to master, 
I show them 10, mm -hmm. and then I let them figure the rest out as they work. You know, mm -hmm. basically the first day of screencasting, I'm going to show them how to start a screencast, I'm going to show them how to stop it, and I'm going to show them how to share it. It's going to be those three things. I'm going to have them do each one of those things, and by the time I get 24 kids through that process, the class is over, and they've gone somewhere else. Next time, we're going to look at doing those plus some more content, and then they're going to say, but wait, I want to do X, and I'm going to say, okay, the tool you're going to need for that is called whatever that is, figure it out, or mm -hmm. look here. But basically getting everybody to kind of a base functional level and then letting them grow from there. Nice. Nice. Sam, um, let's go with, with one of your your, your seconds uh, Chrome extension. What else do you have for us that's fun? Because I know you went through like a thousand of these things today already, right? Samantha? Oh, me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Sorry, I'm, I'm wasn't so used to sure calling you Sam, too. About. Okay, so let me get to one of my new favorites. We'll do a new fave, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, I absolutely love the Padlet extension. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're not familiar with Padlet, let me just pull it up real quick. So, um, oops, did I pick it up? Here we go. One more second. There we go. Now I pulled it up. Okay. Um, so, Padlet is a... Um, website that you can sign on to, there's no cost, and you create these walls. And you can use these walls to curate stuff for your students, for your students to curate information. You can use it as a response, um, you know, if you're, they're responding to a question. So it, it's, the extension is actually called Padlet Mini. And you could be, and I'm just going to pull up this article right here, and it could be that perhaps I'm curating for, I did one for third graders on butterflies. So perhaps this was a, well, instead I was going to do whales, I could read an article or find a web page or an interactive or an app, and instead of having to log into Padlet, copy and paste the URL, and all of that, I can just click on the Padlet um, extension right up here. And I have a list of walls, as you can see. But I'm going to create a new one for this one. And I'm going to make it public and create a Padlet and add it to that page. And now I can go right into Padlet, and oh, great background they picked. But I can view it, and it just added it right to that wall. So I can now view it within Padlet, and I can also go on. And if I wanted to, I don't think I can grab the Chrome Store. I can try, but I could add that. No, oh, it did put it in good. Um, so I'll just do a post here, and now I should have added it again to that wall with that incredible green background. And now there's two of them. So it's a wonderful way to curate information and curate pictures. Um, and I just think it's fantastic, especially in those elementary grades, if you're, you know, that's one of my favorite tools to use. Um, so it's, I, I think that's, that, that's one of the newest ones out there. Nice. And that yeah. seems so easy. Again, I'm just looking at this going, this seems so <laughs> easy to use. Right. I, I no wonder uh, David uses it on his fourth and fifth graders. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love Padlet. It's one of my absolute favorite tools. And then, you know, we want our students to be curators of information. So you can either pull things together for them or they can pull a wall together. Or I've seen admins use it, um, you know, I've, for a variety of, of purposes. But it's just so great. Anything that keeps me from having to do 10 steps and I can only do, I only have to do one, I think that's pretty awesome. David, do you have any favorite Chrome extensions or, or little Chrome tricks that you give to your kids? I do. Yeah, no, I've got a handful of uh, extensions that I use on a regular basis. Um, I would say first and foremost is Adblock. 
Hmm. Um, you know, I mean, that that strips out all of the advertisements on any given web page. So whatever it is they're looking at, uh, it takes away all the distractions and all the advertisements and the margins and the banners and the footers. Um, and frankly, when I'm working with other people on their computers and I sit down, I sometimes forget that there are advertisements on the internet because I'm so used to having Adblock installed uh, on, on my Chrome browser. And so, you know, whatever website I'm on, it's largely ad-free, which is pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. um, I would say also when I'm working with students and they're doing research, um, you know, many of our classes and grade levels use Evernote. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so we install Clearly, which is an Evernote extension, uh, which essentially takes any web page and turns it into just text and content images. Uh, so again, it strips out all of the uh, the links, the carousels, the slideshows, whatever it is, and it just gives you the text. So it makes it a pretty distraction-free environment for students doing research, uh, which I found really, really helpful. Um, David, will uh, clearly, does that also read to you? Um, Am I remembering that right? I think you're right. Yeah, hey, let's, let's check it out real quick. Uh, here we go. Let's see. I am working on... Uh, let's go here. Let's see what happens. I'm working on a new Chromebook today, so it's kind of exciting. All right. Uh, do you see this New York Times article? Mm -hmm. Do you see a New York Times article? Yes. Fabulous. All right. So here we go. I will go to Clearly, and it's going to uh, re-display this page, and it's it's taken out um, the navigation at the top, and it has created a very stark uh, reading environment for students, which is distraction-free, I would say. And within that, let's see what the options are here. Uh, you have the highlight tool. Um, you can adjust the contrast um, and uh, you know whether you want the background to be dark or light. You can also customize that. You can print out from clearly, but I do not see anything for reading to me. So no, okay. I don't. I know we were using it with our students too. I just couldn't remember which segment it was because we had some extension that would actually read the page to the student, and that was really handy for some of our. Uh, students with dyslexia. Mm. Yeah. I actually find that really powerful. And um, I, I have a, a, a few extensions that do that, if you want to see one of those. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> all right. So let me head back over to my screen sharing. So I like this one especially, just because it's one big button. But this one's called Speak It. So if I go back to my Wales article, do you see my Wales article? Yep. In chart. Yep, OK, good. Um, and I'm going to highlight. Uh, the whale is the blue whale's magnificent beast, and if I go, oh, I think it's right here actually. By the way, I don't know if you know this, but if you mouse over your extensions, you can also see uh, what they are. So if I click on that, that big button just read it to me. I just heard it, and what's great is I just press it again, and it repeats it for me. So I know you guys couldn't hear that because I'm plugged in, but. Um, I, I like that one because it's it's a pretty straightforward tool. So that one's called um, Speak It. Mm. Um, also, we didn't mention this, but I just want to make sure you guys are aware of this. With extensions, if you um, right-click on an extension, it will give you options 
as well as being able to manage it and remove it. Mm -hmm. So all of these extensions have major options. So you can see Speak It has different types of options, whether I want an English female or um, you know a UK accent or what have you. So keep that in mind too when you're using any of the assist, especially the assistive pieces. So um, and, and just a, another quick one that I have is Select and Speak. That will speak it as well, and it gives you a play and stop button and options as well. Hey, Sam. So we we have sure. a question here in the chat box from a sure. W pad to we, uh, wanting to know if Speak It is uh, hiring voiceover actors. You know, I, I bet that he could pick up some extra work as a voiceover actor. But, you know, what would that option be? Like, snarky puppet? <laughs> that the... actually would be amazing. It would sort of like Darth Vader being the voiceover for your, your uh, Garmin GPS, right? It would... Right, exactly. Can, can he do the British accents is what we want to know. Definitely. I love it. Uh, Josh, how are you doing? I, uh, welcome back, my friend. <laughs> it's funny we're on a tech podcast and my tech is not working. I think you um, ha you 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 put something up to the screen. What did that say? I said I, said, I love Windows. <laughs> I made on Friday at school. I made so many gifts and I and it was great. And I was cruising, so I was so excited to share that because it's awesome. And every single time I did it, it crashed on this particular laptop. Uh, so. You're gonna have to take my word for it right now. I'll have to put something out later on it, but it is it is really sweet when it works. <laughs> Tell you what, if, if there is if there is one and you want to do a quick screencast on it, I would love to get it into the video before you know before we repackage this and send it out. So if you want to do a quick screencast, maybe at the end of the show, I would love to put it in here, maybe as a bonus. Um, let's see, whose turn is it? Uh, Samantha, your turn. Give us another Chrome extension. After you, there you go. Okay, hold on. Yep, sorry about that. It's okay. Another Chrome extension. Okay. Um, you know what? Let me actually go to a really practical one because if we're talking extensions, um, I don't know about you guys, like on my iPad, I love the idea of having only a few core apps, but I hit information overload and I just download anything that looks interesting. So I kind of do the same thing with extensions. And I love this extension. It's called Extensify. And what it does, it's right up here, and instead of having to click on the menu over here, going to tools, going over to extensions, it just allows me to click right here and turn on and off extensions. So you see this Padlet extension right over here. I can now go down, and it's in alphabetical order, so I can actually find it um, instead of the way my list is over there. And here's the Padlet. When I click on it, notice the Padlet extension up at the top disappeared. If I click it again, it comes back on. So again, when you're dealing with a ton of extensions, and you can see that I have a ton up here, um, I find that this app really helps because that way I can actually expand my Omni bar instead of making it as small as I have it right now for this. And I don't have to click here and click on the list to see everything. So usually I have a lot more um, extensions turned off. And what I also discovered, not only does it do extensions, but it will also do apps as well. Um, so I haven't played with that too much yet, but I plan on it because it looks really great. Samantha, that's amazing. I'm an incredibly <laughs> visual person, and so if I don't actually see something in front of my face, I forget that it exists. Yeah, and isn't so, that fantastic? Yeah, that's a great tool. I'm definitely adding that one. <laughs> we have a couple uh, live people here tonight on our chat. So, again, thank you so much for here live every single 
uh, Sunday at 7 o'clock. There's a question from Judy coming in saying, is anybody here using a grammar checker extension? Um, and she's using one called Grammarly, G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y. Um, any ideas for grammar checkers out there? That is the best one that I have heard of myself. Mm-hmm. So Judy, Thank if you, you Judy. if you if you want to throw any links to that, uh, we can certainly put that up on our show notes over at TechEducatorPodcast.com. Um, I see that Sam is doing everything he can to keep up with all the links that are coming through here and all the all the extensions so thank you so much for sam on that one uh josh you're on deck here uh you want to give this another try my friend i will and i'm not gonna do uh not gonna do snag it that one will have to be at a at a later time sam has the Uh, drum roll extension app here here we go yeah i'm gonna go ahead and share my screen here uh the one i'm gonna share with you uh is chrome speak now, is that shared already or no? No. Not yet. All right. Great. So what Chrome Speak is, is it's an extension that you can highlight text and have it read to you. So if you've got students, and this is really great with students uh, with disabilities or with special needs, um, that you know, reading is a struggle, uh, this is a great app for them. And all you need is the text, and then you just highlight the text you want them to read. You right-click and read the selected text. So do you hear that? No, I don't think we're going to get your system audio on that. Okay. That's okay. We've you want to do an impression of it? Right. Do. Uh, well, I don't really want to read it. I, I did pull up the uh, recap of the Patriots game today, which is still painful, uh. but... Josh, I feel your pain, man. I, I think yeah, this is a I, great extension. What I don't understand about this is that Buffalo won today? <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Not the extension's fault. but uh, Oh, sorry. Yeah. So that that's a great one, Chrome Speak. There's a couple others like it. Um, Announceify mm-hmm. is one that I believe you can uh, grab sound bites from as well, and you can control what people say with that one. Um, so, like, the voice I had was a female voice coming through, but usually with these, you can customize them, and there's a couple different voices you can choose from. Here's a question coming in from the chat. Are there Google-based Chrome extensions? I mean, we've talked about things like like Evernote and EduClipper and all these third-party things, but is there a Chrome extension for Maps? And is there a Chrome <laughs> extension for... Uh, you know, Google Hangouts. Are, are there Chrome extensions that enhance Google by enhancing Google? Yes, absolutely. Um, there actually is one for Hangouts, as you mentioned it. And actually, there's one for a lot of the Google products as a quick launch. So, for instance, uh, Google Hangouts. Uh, let me, I'll go back to sharing my screen again since I'm talking. Uh, I don't see how this will end well. <laughs> <laughs> don't have a great track record at this point, but we'll try. All right, so. I have the Google Hangouts extension added, and what that does is allows me to view my Hangouts without having to go to G+. So when I have this open, when I get a new message, it comes up on my desktop. I don't have to have G+ open, so I can just go here and chat. Hey, if somebody sends me a message, I get it. But that's the only one, though, right, Josh? 
In terms of Google ones? Yeah, like I, I can't think of any others. Actually, that's one, and I use that one all the time because I lose my Google Hangouts window because I'm usually doing work. But Google made a Google Dictionary that anything you're reading, if you have the extension turned on, um, I can show it, it will uh, actually um, have a little dictionary piece to it that will pop up. So it looks like this. That's Google Dictionary. And if you are on um, a site, I'll just take the word magnificent. Why not? It's a magnificent word and head over to Google Dictionary. It will pop over up over here and it will give you all sorts of web definitions and obviously you can see the extension options to see more about it but it's sort of a built-in dictionary and this is done by Google. Um, so that's a, a that's a pretty good app but it, it's funny because I was actually thinking you know there are some extensions or some things that you do in Google a million times a day so if you want me to, I can just take a moment. Um, I had it queued up as well. I have this app right here, which is just it just allows you to quickly open up a document. You press that, and a document just opens right up next to it, which is pretty awesome. But this is the part that I love about it. Don't forget, if you right-click on an extension, you can see its options. Mm -hmm. And not only can you do it for the one domain you're in, but if you have multiple domains in your Google Apps for Education school, you can also decide which domain it's going to open up your new doc in. Hmm. And not only that, if you have certain templates that you like, you can even program those templates in there. So maybe if you have, you know, Mrs. M's newsletter template, it can already be in there, so it would then open up a new a document with that template. So I think that's pretty uh, pretty awesome. When if you're trying to um, smooth out your interface with Google, if that makes sense. Um, there's also several other extensions that allow you to do things like this one. This is just saved to Google. I have to be on a non-Google page. You click on it, and it right now is capturing that page, and it is making a right now it's making a PNG of it uh, to save it to Google Drive. For some reason, it only does images really well right now, so I'm just going to close that. I'm oh, sorry, if I go to the extensions here, um, you can see that you can change it to Google Doc format. I haven't seen that behave well yet, but supposedly that works as well. And just the last thing to, again, just simplify, if you're going googly because you've got the Chromebooks and you've got Google Apps for Education, there's this black menu for Google, if you've seen that. Um, you just click on it and you have access to everything. Um, you can go right in and now search maps. So I can search in Paris and it will go right to it, right within that map. And notice I haven't left my web page yet. I don't think we can see that on the screen yet. Yeah, we're not seeing what you're doing. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, that's interesting. Um, so I clicked on, let's see, can, when I click on that, you don't see this window popping up. No, we're just nope. focused. It's just set to focus on the... Okay, on this. I'm going to trick it out. Hold on. I can trick this out, though. Ooh. Give me one second. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to just do a screen snap of it. This is what popped up. So give me one second to open up another tab. And oh, give me one more second. Um, come on. Hold on. Too many things open once again. Um, this is my life. Too many things open is definitely my life. Is there a limit to how many Chrome extensions you can have 
Or I'll even say, is there a limit so to how many Chrome this? extensions you oh, should have? Yeah. So this is just a screen snap that I just quickly took and I just opened it up in another tab. Neat. But when I press this button up here, this is what dropped down. And it opens up a search window over here or a Google Plus and everything else you had would still have been behind it. So it's really amazing that you can search, you can even search your own drive. So what is the extension um, name again? Sure. <laughs> it's called, wait, where is it? Black Menu for Google. And again, if I right click on it and go to Options, so you can see it nice and big, look at this. Maybe I don't want Google Play there, but I want Google Books. I can actually just drag and drop it over. I think I maxed out that, so I have to drag one back. But look at all of the settings that go into this extension. Very cool. I mean, that's pretty amazing. And are these so, extensions, or is this extension specifically, is this a Google extension, or is this a third party who happened to make a Google extension? It is a third party that happened to make a Google extension. That's pretty but cool. It's a, yeah, it's a pretty rockin' um, Google extension. If you check it out, it's really just amazing. And there's more. It'll even give you more. But literally, I was within that article over here, and I just brought it down, and I typed in Paris. You can't even see that I typed Paris. but And Paris popped right up, and then I could go right back to the article if I wanted to. Awesome. Pretty powerful, all these neat little oh. things that are happening here. We have, a, a again, <laughs> it's a very busy chat room that we have here. They're talking about URL shorteners. Um, for oh. those of you who aren't familiar, what is a URL shortener, and why would we want to have one? Oh, okay. Uh, somebody else can grab it if they want to, but I still have my favorite. So. <laughs> Sure. What's, your, what's your favorite one? Um, okay, so my favorite one is, um, oh gosh, let me just, hold on, let me just pull this up for a second so you can see it, URL shortener right here. I like, it's a nice, simple one. It's yeah. very clean. So if I, can you see my, yeah, you can see my, good, just checking. So if I go to this article over here and I go to my, see, notice all the ones towards the front are the ones I use all the time. Um, here's the Google URL shortener. I click on it. Oops. Oh, you know what? I did it before. There it goes. Can you see that? Nope. You can't see it? The audience can't see the icons on top. Sorry. Oh, okay. That's yeah, hmm. that's a weird issue with Google Hangouts where those like little windows that pop up don't come through to the Hangout. See, okay, let me just do that quick screen snap trick again then. Sorry. Um, While she's doing that, there was somebody who's mentioning a Chrome extension called Shorten Me. Has anybody heard of that one? Yeah, I use that one actually quite a bit. It is uh, it's a great URL shortener. Um, I actually have moved away from it and now use the goo.gl one, but uh, the shorten.me will not only create a URL shortener, but also creates a QR code for you that you can sort of shift between clip uh, saving to the clipboard. Um, and so you can very quickly create a QR code for any number of different things in addition to creating... Uh, a shortened URL. Well, right, yeah. but but the Google URL shortener under details gives you a QR code. Yeah, no, it details. does. Yeah, it does as well. Let yeah. me ask so you guys about that. that real quick, so you can see it. Sure, go ahead. Um, this is what pops down no matter what you're on. Uh, sorry, it's so tiny in the corner there. I can't control that. But um, notice it's the really shortened uh, URL. You've got to watch out, though, for uppercase L's, lowercase I's, or no, the other way around, um, O's and zeros. So sometimes when I share them, I have to change the font to make it more readable, and we just kind of joke about it. But I also love, yes, that it creates the QR codes. You're so right, um, because it does it in one second, and I can do anything I want with this QR code. 
Um, and I don't have to think about it. I mean, I love tinyurl, but I have to think about what I want to name it. This just does it. Yeah, one thing that I found with that, that's just a, just a, kind of a word of caution, everybody out there that uses it. Make sure that your school district doesn't block those, because I find a lot of school districts will block those URL shorteners. Uh, so, like, if it's a tiny URL or if it's a goo.gl or a bit.ly, it will block it, even if the website's fine, uh, as a kind of a preventative measure. Yes, great point. No, that's really good. So let's wrap up because we have about 10 more minutes left. And let's do a, a little version here of I need something that does this. And the one question that we keep getting is, is there a Chrome extension for downloading YouTube videos? Oh. Any thoughts? For downloading them? Uh... And any, anybody in the chat room? Oh, I didn't think I would get 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 a get a stump on the first quiet on the first try. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna send out a warning on the chat, Jeff. Gosh, uh, uh, yeah. I'm batting a thousand on crickets here. My goodness, here. Yeah. Say. Coming up next week on the Tech Educator Podcast, <laughs> we will still be here. Check us out on Monday while we'll be scratching our heads. <laughs> Sam, this is where Walker has to. There, there's no like listen to YouTube Chrome extension. Uh, that there is. I use Streamus, and Streamus will create uh, sort of a playlist of YouTube videos for listening to music. But I can't think of an extension that that will allow yeah. you to download a YouTube video. Okay, maybe, maybe that's because it's breaking copyright and all that other. Kind it's of stuff. just yeah, about piracy, basically. I'm sure. <laughs> the elephant in the room. Yeah, I mean, it, it would break the terms of service as well. Um, I haven't heard, but there are things like um, we, we don't want to do that. To add block for YouTube and stuff. Mm -hmm. Right, right. The YT download, you know, I mean, these are programs you can download, but uh, I can't think of uh, an extension. No. Well, we'll edit that part out, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, okay, we have about five or six minutes left before we have to wrap up. Samantha, if you were on a deserted island or a deserted island with one Chrome extension, what would it be and why? <laughs> And Wi-Fi. All right. There, there is Wi-Fi. Yeah, there has to be Wi-Fi. Yes. Nobody uh, around but a cell tower. Uh-oh. Just uh, you and a server farm. <laughs> it's been a long day, Sam. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Uh, let me see real quick. Okay. So I'm going to go with this one, although I was thinking of two. Now, I'm assuming I'm still teaching, even though I'm on a deserted island, um, that there are going to be people around with me that I'm still teaching. Distance so learning. I'm, Yes, this is learning somehow. So I'm going to share my screen with you because I really, I think this is a fascinating extension. Um, so I'm going to go to extensions and share. I don't know if you've checked this one out yet, especially for pre-fluent readers, for students with dyslexia, um, for special needs students. This is a fantastic assistive extension. It's called Read Write for Google, and it's an extension but it only works within Google products. So I can see it's active right now, even in my presentation. But when I go to um, a plain Google Doc, I don't know if you're going to be able to see this. I'm going to pull this down. Yes, you can see it. Yay. So it pulls down this little toolbar up here. And I'm actually going to, because I don't feel like sitting here trying to type, I'm going to go back to that Blue Whale article and just grab a little bit of it. Uh, there we go. Copy. And I'm going to paste it into this document. So I have something there. Come on, go. Sometimes it gets a little funny. There we go. I'm also, oh, I should also, before I even do that, one of the first tools with this is this prediction. 
If I have that turned on, notice it knows I'm at the beginning of a sentence and it's predicting some words that I might use at the beginning of a sentence. And if I mouse over them, it will actually read the word to me. Let's say I type in the word school, S-C-H. You see what it did? It started predicting what word I want. Do I want school or do I want schedule? And as I mouse over each one, I can hear it reading it to me. So how cool is that? That's just having word prediction on. I mean, we pay hundreds of dollars for this, and this is on the Chromebook. So now the reason why I pulled this article in just real quick, because I'm going to try to go fast, um, is I'm going to pick the word, where is it, blue. So I picked the word blue, and I've got a built-in dictionary. I also have a built-in picture dictionary for those who cannot read or perhaps English is their second language. Mm -hmm. Come on. I mean, that to me is like, whoa, okay. All right, I'll skip this part here. Um, I believe there's a speech input feature, but I'll have to, we'll have to play with that another time. I'm going to highlight this in yellow, and I'm going to highlight the word animals in yellow. And I could use other colors because I want to go fast so other people get a chance. Uh, so I highlighted three words in yellow. Watch this. You click on this tool right here, and it will create a new document with a vocabulary list based on what you just highlighted. It'll come up in just a second. And it, I mean, talk about, there it goes. It, to me, this is mind-blowing. And if there's an image to go with it, it will also insert the image. So here we go. I don't know why the meaning of animals didn't come in there. Oops, come back. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. But look at planet. I mean, wow. How amazing is that? And obviously, you can do other things with the highlighting. You can even pull all the highlights together. But this, to me, is just such an amazing extension that I think it would change the lives of kids. Now, Samantha, I'm, I'm really interested in your feedback on this. This is something that we looked at at mm -hmm. our middle school level uh, last year. Okay. Um, but given that it was a paid service, we weren't quite sure um, how effective it would be. But but this seems like it, would, it has your seal of approval on it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's just awesome. And I mean, I've been, to be honest, I've been using the free version of it. So, um, you know, I don't know how much the cost is, but I know I've used super expensive suites that will uh, of of assistive technology, and this is built in, and it becomes part of their Chrome experience. And literally, if they don't want to use it, you click it, and it goes away. Now, Samantha, you've installed this Chrome extension on your Google account, and mm -hmm. clearly, you're doing this in a children's environment. So if I if you shared that document, would I then have access as somebody who has editing rights? Would I be able to see all those things? Could I use those highlighters? Or is that strictly you who owns the document and who has enabled that extension? Fantastic question, and I would probably have to check that out. I know the highlights travel with it. I don't know if... Um, yeah, I mean, I know the highlights travel with it. I don't know if the functionality of that vocabulary list, you know, pulling from those highlights will travel with it, but that's a great question. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, it's not on, I was just checking under the gears to see uh, if um, it was a setting at all. So uh, to me, that, that that's a killer app right there. Um, one, one of my favorites. Nice. Definitely one of my favorites. All right. Um, let's move on here. Josh. Deserted Islands, one Chrome extension, and don't say snag it. Ah, uh, no, no. I don't want my computer to crash when I'm on a desert island. What I want to do is I'm going to have a lot of time that I need, need to kill. So for me, that's going to be the stumble upon extension. Hmm. Uh, so let me go ahead and share my screen here so you can see what I see. 
Alright, so you see this up above here? This toolbar? The big orange stumble button? Yeah. So I discovered this actually on Firefox uh, a long time ago, back when I was in high school. And basically you put in here in different areas of interest uh, that you're interested in, and there's a whole lot of them that you can choose from. And then you just click stumble, and it just pulls from your interest and picks you picks websites at random that people have thumbed up or suggested. So look at that, 12 useful websites to improve your writing. Boom. And then I get something in Spanish. Um, it is an incredible time eater, but sometimes you can find some really cool websites in here because it really are that's crowdsourced. So there's sites that people have thumbed up and said, this is a cool site. So when you stumble, it tries to take you to those cool sites. And you can just see all sorts of interesting things when you're out here stumbling, and it would be a great companion on a deserted island. Can you send that link to that, to that page to us right now? Because that looks amazing. I will go ahead and find that link quick for you in the Chrome Web Store. I'm not sure that's a that I'm not sure that that page is a great link to be uh, sharing on our chat box right now. We're going to move on from this one. Um David, you have one more to go. All right. Um I would say Keep, keep it school um, appropriate. I'm, yes, I'm going to go the route of uh sort of building your professional learning network and sharing and, you know, bookmarking and curating content for whatever it is that you are doing professionally and personally. I'm a big uh, fan of Pocket, and so I have my, I'm going to quickly share my screen with y'all, and uh, I will show you what I'm talking about. So Pocket is a place where you can store um, web clips and pages and things like that. Can you all see my Pocket here? We can see your Pocket. Fabulous. All right. So this this is a curated collection of resources that I have uh, put together over the last like three years as I am uh, you know browsing uh, the interwebs. Uh, and so I have installed the extension. I have a Pocket account, and so I've installed the extension in my Chrome browser. So here I am on uh, the Tech Educator Podcast uh, website. And if I wanted to save this uh, for later on, I could. You know, look at it later. I could share it out later. Um, I could just simply go to the saved pocket, uh, and that will instantly connect to my pocket account, and will save that to it. So then, if I go back, there it is. It's listed right in the top of my pocket there. And then once I open that up, um, I can obviously read it and view it within there. But I also can share it out. So there's the share button, and then I can email it, send it to Twitter, Facebook. Uh, and I also use Buffer for managing a lot of the social media stuff that I, that I try to do. Um, and so I would say Pocket. Pocket is sort of my go-to extension for curating all the web content that I'm interested in saving for myself but also sharing with other people. Well, we've definitely learned a lot here on uh, the Tech Educator Podcast, episode number 65. Thank you guys so much out there for being in the audience. We're taking all of your links. We're taking most of the URLs that we talked about tonight, <clears throat> and we're going to be collaborating with those. So check it out, techeducatorpodcast.com, episode number 65. You can find everything right here. Um, Guys, thank you so much for being part of the group tonight. Uh, tell us a little bit about where we can find you. Let's start with David. How do we how do we get a hold of you during the week? 
you can find me on Twitter at, at Design Saunders uh, or on Google Plus at Plus David Saunders. Nice. And uh, Josh, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me out on Google Plus at Plus Josh Gauthier. I tweet at Mr. G Fact of the Day. I blog at uh, Mr. G Tech Chats. Uh, at uh, blogspot and i also like to share apparently appropriate websites so <laughs> uh samantha samantha tell us a little bit more about where we can find you well you can definitely find me out there on twitter uh my twitter handle is sam mora two m's two r's so s-a-m-m-o-r-r-a and you can also find me i blog at samanthamora.com and um, i'm certainly on google plus as well so uh definitely you know Feel free to ask me questions. It's awesome. Nice. And Sam, where can we find the great work that you're doing? I'm at mypaperlessclassroom.com. And on Twitter, I am at S-A-M-P-A-T-U-E. Jeff, did you know we collected 20 different Chrome extensions in today's show? That is pretty cool. How many web URLs were actually kosher for tonight? Almost all of them. We're going to have to do a little bit more final cutting tonight. Guys, if you are out there, thank you so much. Stay tuned. We have episode nine of a brand new podcast. I don't know. Can we still call it a brand new? Anyway, it's a really, really awesome podcast called 30 Second Take, done by an amazing principal up in Minnesota, Brad Gustafson, basically pinning two awesome educators against each other to the death almost and they need to come up with something awesome and so check that out we're going to run that in just a few seconds thank you guys so much there's of course many ways that you can connect with us you can find us at teachercast.net you can suggest shows you can say thank you we love it when you do teachercast.net slash voicemail and of course subscribe to us on teachercast.net slash itunes and teachercast.net slash youtube if you have a chrome extension that you'd like us to add to the list we would love to do it we are here live every single sunday night at seven o'clock on teachercast.tv coming up next week on the 14th of september we have a great show basically piggybacking on what happened last week with our google slides we're going to be doing google apps for education on your ipad yes that's right we're going to be showing off and demonstrating the new google drive app slides presentations sheets docs how can you use google and your apple devices all at the same time and sunday the 21st we're going to be going back into evernote talk about some of the neat features on that sunday the 28th we've got a really neat show concept powerpoint versus keynote versus google slides versus i don't know there might be some more stuff out there. So if you have a favorite presentation uh, device, please let us know. We have a great September and October coming up for us. Um, and I'm looking forward to the one, Sam, that you were talking about. We're going to be getting back into some coding, aren't we? Sam, tell us a little bit about some of the coding uh, episodes that we have coming up. In the month of October, we're going to be getting you ready for the Hour of Code in December. So we're definitely going to have Josh and David and possibly some of our other friends from Coding Connect, a group of Google educators dedicated to bringing programmers and teachers together for more better coding for everybody. And we're going to have a show all about coding in primary grades. And we're also going to be talking about using robots in elementary school. Now, that's not to replace the students. That's for the students to be learning with. No Elroy and Judy here, I guess. Excellent. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. We will see you next week. We're going to play the credits and then stick tuned for episode nine of 30 
Second take. 